In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. I want to begin by thanking Canons Huberfeld and Matthäus for the privilege of being with you this evening. The novena this year focuses on Mary as our Queen. When we pray the Litany of Loreto, the concluding titles given to Mary consist of referring to her as Queen of Angels, Queen of Patriarchs and Prophets, Queen of Apostles and Martyrs, Queen of All Saints, and finally referring to her as the Queen of Peace. Several of these titles have become the focus of this year's novena, and I've been asked to speak about Mary as the Queen of Martyrs. We most often think of martyrs as those who have shed their blood because they would not deny their faith in Jesus. For example, we celebrate in the liturgical calendar the feast of St. Stephen the Martyr. We find the story of Stephen in the Acts of the Apostles, where he had been chosen as one of the first deacons of the early church, and he was willing to be stoned to death for his faith in Jesus. The Acts of the Apostles also describes how Saul, later becoming St. Paul, stood by while Stephen was stoned to death. Paul himself, years later, most probably was beheaded for his faith in Christ, another martyr. A more recent example of a martyr for the faith would be St. Maximilian Kolbe, who gave his life in order to save another man's life. He had a tender and loving devotion to our Blessed Mother, and we can be assured that she was accompanying him into his eternal reward just as she joins with all those who have suffered martyrdom for the sake of Christ. Those who shed their blood because of their faith in Christ have been referred to as red martyrs, red because of the blood they shed. In Catholic spirituality, there's also what is known as white martyrdom, which includes those who witnessed to Christ and endured persecution, humiliation, sometimes being on the receiving end of violent hatred for the faith, as well as those who have endured pain and suffering for the sake of Christ. But white martyrs have not shed their blood. For example, it has been said that St. Pope John Paul II could be called a white martyr, especially after the attempt on his life due to the physical and emotional suffering that he endured. And he endured this because of his love for Christ. The word martyr means witness, and it was first applied to the apostles who witnessed the words and actions of Jesus and they gave personal testimony to what they had seen and heard. Most of the apostles were red martyrs because they were killed due to their unwillingness to be silenced in proclaiming their faith in Jesus. We have one apostle, however, of whom it is said that he died in exile and without shedding his blood. That was the apostle John. Nevertheless, as an apostle, he gave his personal testimony to the things that he observed, and so he could be considered among the martyrs, white martyr. Many Christians today, living and among us, 
continue to give witness to Christ and they are willing to endure persecution or hatred for the sake of Christ. In other words, there are white martyrs who have gone before us and now sleep in the peace of Christ and there are white martyrs in the world today. We do not associate Mary with those who shed their blood. Not She's not a red martyr. However, a number of saints referred to Mary as the greatest of all martyrs. And even though she did not shed her blood for the sake of Christ, she endured the most heart-wrenching pain and suffering when she watched her son as he carried his cross, as he was nailed to it and suffered his own final agony leading to his death. I will mention three saints who wrote about Mary as the Queen of Martyrs. The first whom I will mention is St. Alphonsus Liguri. One of his discourses is entitled, Mary, Queen of Martyrs. And he indicates that her martyrdom was longer and greater than that of all the holy martyrs. Some would question this, saying that Mary did not shed her blood in a way comparable to those who were killed for the faith. St. Alphonsus understood Mary's martyrdom as a white martyrdom, and he wrote about how she stood by Jesus during his crucifixion and death. Here is part of his discourse. The great torment which Mary endured for us a torment that was more than a thousand deaths, deserves both our compassion and our gratitude. If we can make no other return for so much love, at least let us give a few moments this day to consider the greatness of the sufferings by which Mary became the Queen of Martyrs. For the sufferings of her great martyrdom exceeded those of all the martyrs. As Jesus is called the King of Sorrows, and the King of Martyrs, so also is Mary called the Queen of Martyrs, having merited this title by suffering the most cruel martyrdom possible after that of her son. And then to explain this further, the concept of Mary's suffering a most cruel martyrdom, even though she was not martyred in the sense of shedding her blood, St. Bernard of Clairvaux wrote the following. Mary was a martyr, not by the sword of the executioner, but by bitter sorrow of heart. If we look to a recently canonized saint of the Church, we can find in St. John Henry Cardinal Newman a person who follows the same ideas as expressed by St. Alphonsus Liguri and St. Bernard of Clairvaux. St. John Henry Cardinal Newman wrote meditations on the moral sufferings of the Virgin Mary, which merit her the title Queen of Martyrs. He bases her moral suffering on the horror that she endured as she witnessed the passion and crucifixion of her son. He writes, Mary is the Regina Martyrum, the Queen of Martyrs. Why is she so called? she who never had any blow or wound or other injury to her consecrated person. How can she be exalted over those whose bodies suffered the most ruthless violence and the keenest torments for our Lord's sake? 
She is indeed Queen of all saints, of those who walk with Christ in white, for they are worthy. But how of those who were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they, which they held? To answer this question, it must be recollected that the pains of the soul may be as fierce as those of the body. What an overwhelming horror it must have been for the Blessed Mary to witness the passion and crucifixion of her son. Her anguish was, as Holy Simeon had announced to her at the time of her son's presentation in the temple, a sword piercing her soul. Thus, she is truly the Queen of Martyrs. To conclude our reflection tonight, there's a prayer to Our Lady, Queen of Martyrs. I will pray the prayer aloud and invite you to pray along in your hearts. Into your heart, pierced by so many swords, I ask you, Mary, to welcome my poor soul. Receive it as the companion of your sorrows at the foot of the cross on which Jesus died for the redemption of the world. With you, O sorrowful virgin, I will gladly suffer all the trials, contradictions, and infirmities which it may please our Lord to send me. I offer them all to you in memory of your sorrows, so that every thought of my mind and every beat of my heart may be an act of compassion and love for you. Sweet Mother, please have pity on me. Reconcile me to your divine Son, Jesus. Keep me in his grace and assist me in my last agony so that I may be able to meet you in heaven and sing your glory. I ask this of you, Mary Most Holy and Queen of Martyrs. Amen. May God bless us. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.